Welcome to Chapter 2 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Lieutenant Colonel Chani Cordero, CIO of the Defense Health Agency's Education and Training Directorate. In this segment, she talks about the unique method her team is using to increase staff engagement, why she believes it's important to include naysayers in strategic discussions, and her approach when it comes to vendor management. As far as the staff you have, what size like IT staff do you have? So I have about 80 personnel in my staff, and it's a mixture of military, federal civilians, and federal contractors. It's very similar to what a health CIO would have. I mean, I have a customer support call management center. Um, I have copy and print services. I have mail distributions. We do records management. But maybe what's a little bit different, I actually have a fully functional multimedia department. And so within that department, we have a full studio that we can film training videos or whatnot. And I have graphic artists on my staff. I have illustrators on my staff. So they're the fun arm of the branch. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Now, I know that for for some organizations, there are a lot of factors on it where it depends on where you're located. But retaining, actually recruiting and holding on to staff can be a challenge. Is that something that you've run into? So I've been really fortunate in my position here because my staff is actually relatively stable. Mm-hmm. Some of it I definitely give credit to my predecessor because he picked and interviewed for very good talent. And I like to believe that the culture of our organization, allowing our our personnel to grow with either training or whatnot and, and us looking at how do we meet your personal goals and giving them the tools to do that, also allows for some self-satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Our pay is competitive. I mean, federal employment, you know, many people don't realize that it's pretty competitive for private sector. And, of course, you get the added benefits and pensions that you don't really see much anymore. Our contractor staff right now, my contractor for, our, like, my help desk and some of my other roles is a small business, uh, woman-owned contractor, and she has a philosophy of ensuring that her customers are taken care of as well as her employees. And so that partnership has really helped us as far as in our retention. Right. Yeah, it's a, that's a big issue. And people want to feel like they have a purpose and they want to feel that they're growing. So it's, that's such an important aspect. Yes. I mean, we do, for example, today I have our all hands. I do a monthly all hands when we bring everybody together. We celebrate birthdays. We celebrate, you know, any new employees. We farewell any um, employees that might be leaving for various reasons. Fortunately, we don't really get too many farewells, but, you know, sometimes our military rotates out or, you know, sometimes a a federal employee might receive a, a job, you know, a promotion in another location. But during these all hands, we also celebrate our wins. And so we do what we call kudos. And so any of our employees who got recognition from maybe one of our customers, we read that out loud to the to the entire team so that they can be recognized um, in that manner. And I usually op- take that opportunity to also open up for engagement. Now, <laughs> so funny enough, you know, with IT people, so, you know, we typically are introverts and may not be the ones that raise our hands and want to engage um, publicly. And so 
what I did to get their feedback is is to use like an online polling software so that they can ask those questions via their cell phones and then I read the questions out loud and answer it. So that way everybody has an opportunity to ask a question even if they're not willing to kind of stick their hand out there in front of everyone. Right. You talked about uh, some of the cool things that being done kind of with, with education and gaming. And uh, another initiative I wanted to, to talk about was the METC Technology Innovation Group and kind of what, what the objectives were with that and, uh, you know, how that kind of played out. Sure. So we formed the Technology Innovation Group, which we call the TIG, because we're military, so we have to always use you know acronyms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we formed the TIG about two or three years ago, and the purpose of it was it to you know essentially to provide our senior leadership with insight on information technology and how it works on this particular campus. And so the idea was, okay, you know, here is some insight on some policies, some guidelines, and some strategies in, in incorporating information technology within an organization. And mm-hmm. so the idea of it was is to be in an advisory to one of our other governance boards um, that okay. we use to um, to for procurement or for bringing on new applications or hardware to the campus. And so we formed this group um, where in, in it's a mixture of both tech, you know, technology folks, but also our academic partners to say, okay, like, you know, what is some of the innovations out there that you would like to see? Mm-hmm. And it's a sounding board of, of vet some of those ideas and initiatives out. Right. Did you get um, a pretty decent number of uh, responses or, uh, you know, participation? Absolutely. So I was actually surprised that the number of folks that actually wanted to be a part of the group, right? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, we have 1,200 faculty or so, and you have some really sharp uh, faculty members that may be instructors or they may, you know, work in HR or logistics or facilities, and they have ideas. Maybe they're involved in their own professional associations and say, hey, you know, look how they're training over here and how can Mm -hmm. we do that or, you know, bring that on. I've also even brought my naysayers in. You know, we are governing agencies, so sometimes our processes might be a little bureaucratic or whatnot. And so if I have maybe a particular customer that's frustrated on, you know, well, why can't we bring this piece of technology in and whatnot, then I invite them to be a member Mm -hmm. of the organization so that they can actually turn that, that negative energy into something positive and maybe we can incorporate what they want into the organization. Great. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. And it, it doesn't always have to be one person or one group saying no to things. Yeah, definitely. And sometimes, you know, that's how we get better ideas. Again, in government, we always say, well, that's the way it's always been done, right? Mm-hmm. And so sometimes you get that person and maybe a younger person that's or someone that's new to government or, you know, in the public sector, and they come in and say, well, you know, this is how we did it in my last job or whatnot. And sometimes we can incorporate those ideas and bring them um, to our organization. Right. Okay. And now in in terms of, like, some of the the IT systems, um, do you work with uh, several different vendors, I would imagine? Absolutely. So I have over 130 systems on throughout the, the directorate. 
Some of the systems are government-owned, uh, government, you know, government-procured systems. A good number of them are commercial off-the-shelf systems. It's really kind of funny to me because I attend some conferences or trade shows, and, and we always come in our uniforms, and people say, like, why is the military here? And I'm like, you don't <laughs> understand the large number of commercial off-the-shelf products that we actually buy and use. Oh, yeah, sure. And... Um I would imagine it does, but it comes with challenges, I'm sure, having, you know, a lot of different systems, having to work with those, and, and really so many people on the healthcare side, as you know, I'm sure deal with that as well, just, uh, you know, having those, those best-of-breed or just, you know, multi-vendor strategies. Yes, and our procurement system is not always the most easiest also. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I mean, some of our challenges, you know, just I'm sure, you know, that that's very common in the public sector is that sometimes I see, I might see a vendor product and I think it's it's a fabulous product or whatnot, but the way we procure it is a lot different in the private sector. And so I do have limitations on that. But I found that having a, a relationship with various vendors, even if they can't necessarily help us, we mm-hmm. can still learn from that interaction. Yeah. And so, you know, government is very risk-averse. <laughs> and yeah. we, you know, of course, follow a lot of codes and laws, you know, especially the federal acquisition regulation. And also, you know, we're extremely bound by ethics. The dollatory amount, you know, if I go to a networking event, you know, I can't win the TV, right, or the, right, the car. Right. I can't win the free car or whatnot if I'm going as a representative of the government. But, but that doesn't mean is that we can't talk to our vendor partners. And so I, my personal philosophy is if a vendor comes to me and says, you know, I think I might be an asset to your organization, you know, here's my products or whatnot, I invite them in. And I invite them in, and, you know, I give them 30 minutes or so on a calendar. I tell them my problem sets and see if they maybe, you know, can find a solution to them. And if they can, that's great, and we'll try to figure out the procurement process. Yeah. If they can, that's okay also because it's just something that I'll, you know, I'll take their card and foul it under my, you know, in my phone. Yeah. And maybe it's something that I can use in the future. Because, it, it, again, it's a partnership. Um, yeah. You know, we do procure a lot of our applications from the private sector, and so I like to maintain those relationships. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.